Oh, good. Yours is nice and short. So that's perfect because mine yes. is a fucking novel. Oh. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Jeremy Love Me podcast. Hi, this is a podcast where we write letters, pieces of advice to our past selves, things we wish we'd known. My name is Rock Upholzer. I'm T. Boyich. And uh, we are excited to bring you some uh, some light and joy, possibly, in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know you said yours gets a little bit serious in there, but... But it's um, mostly self-deprecating and fun, like all things I do. <laughs> Twinge of self-deprecation. This week's episode, uh, we're, start, we're talking about our first kiss. My first kiss went, went a little bit like this. <laughs> okay, cap... <laughs> To recap, my first kiss was with the guy who remember back in the whatever episodes we talk about him. He's the one who was doing the performance in the talent show and then said the other girl's name. Oh my gosh, yes, I remember this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then the other and the other girl's name that he said, they are like they've been together and they're engaged and everything. At least so he like, shot his shot, because that's ballsy. That could have really backfired. Yeah. Yeah, it could have. So that's like to kind of give you a recap on my, because I don't talk about it in the letter, because it's not it's not uh, my first kiss, but it was with him. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Okay. Are we ready to start with your letter? Yeah, let's do mine first. Let's go for it. Great. Dear me, when you hit eighth grade, you start to really panic. Junior high is a time in your life when you are so aware of what everyone else is doing how they are developing through puberty and comparing yourself to that. First off, stop that. Don't compare yourself to others. It's not worth your energy. But grown-up you gets it. It's junior high. And this time, you're panicked about your first kiss. It seems like everyone around you has already had theirs. Why haven't you? First off, baby T, don't stress. There is zero timeline for this. You will have your first kiss whenever you have it but you think you know everything already and won't listen to me, so you orchestrate yours so that you're not left out? Mm-hmm. What? Oh, yeah, buckle up. This is, oh. a, this is a saga. Great, I'm... Great. <laughs> Big mistake. You have two first kisses, in my opinion. One, an innocent peck from someone you're feeling special feelings for, and one where you French... Oh, my God, I say the same thing! French! Yes. French, as y'all used to call it in middle school, we're going to be focusing on the Frenching one. The time that Andrew, your first grade boyfriend, pecked you on the lips and you ran away yelling, ew, gross. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. (laughs) That's... So, you're pretty fed up. You want your first kiss. Your mom tells you the exact same thing I'm telling you now. It'll happen whenever it happens. But no, you don't want to hear that BS. So you decide to orchestrate your first kiss. Every second of it. (laughs) Holy shit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was a little psycho. You were like type A from the womb. Oh, Oh, truly. Like this needs to happen and it hasn't happened. So I'm going to make it happen no matter what. That's hysterical. You call your friend Vicky and... And together, you come up with a foolproof plan to go to the movies with a group of people. She promises that Greg will be there. The super cute, popular guy that everyone in school loves. 
What a downer name, though. Gray. I know. I know. But he was like so handsome and everyone loved him. Wow. Is he still handsome? I don't know. You'll find out why. Okay. Oh, okay. The super cute, popular guy that everyone in school loves. We will save his last name for anonymity purposes. Then the plan is that he knows you want to make out two ahead of time. And the Mm -hmm. entire group will go see Hitch while you and Greg see Finding Neverland. You know, for privacy. (laughs) And romance. Because you know it's a sophisticated movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Finding Neverland. These are all things I thought. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. And so you aren't making out in front of a big group of people. Perfect. Yeah, nailed it. (laughs) Okay. Great. This is this is hysterical. I cannot yeah. believe you did this. This is this is my first kiss. Yeah. T's first kiss went a went little like, like this. This. I gotta write it was a lot pre-planned. of things down. On a I gotta write everything down. <laughs> it was pre-planned. It was pre-planned. It was pre-planned. <laughs> oh my god. Oh Jesus. Okay, great. Next step. You figure out whose parents are driving you. You spend forever straightening your hair until the bathroom reeks of burnt hair. You spray yourself with some cucumber melon body spray. Damn right. Put on some put on some lip gloss and too much mascara and you're good to go. Here's a tip for you. If you know ahead of time you're going to be kissing, really brush those teeth. Like pre-dentist panic and try to solve all cavities in five minute brush. And use mouthwash and maybe go easy on the body spray. Just like some <laughs> tips for anyone listening. When you plan your first kiss. Also, you have maybe don't, time. Maybe don't wear lip gloss. Yeah, maybe that wear too. lip balm. Like a, yeah, like a, like a, like a nice Eos. Burt's Bees. Yeah, Burt's Bees is good. Yeah, stay yeah. away from the lip gloss. <laughs> it's too sticky. Unless I don't know what lip gloss is like now. I don't wear it. <laughs> oh, you all pile in Vicky's mom's minivan. Was it a Chrysler? Was it white? It was. It was <laughs> silver, but it was a Chrysler. Of course, it was. Oh my god, amazing. And you sit next to Greg in the back seat. Oh my god, hold on. Is Tiny T's like heart going crazy? Uh, and you're like, like pounding, pounding. butterflies like in your stomach? Feeling. Yeah, it's the whole time. Because I once Greg was like, Vicky's like, Greg's coming. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, it's really going to happen. And he knows I want to make out. And he still agreed to come. So like, great. Awesome. Great. Okay. I was excited. <laughs> oh my god. Everyone in the car knows you guys are going to make out. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Holy crap. Because both you and Greg told your respective friends. So you are all just awkwardly sitting there knowing this whole trip is happening just so you two can make out. There needs to be a mini musical about this. Oh, it Greg hit me at that sitting point. In the, sitting in the like back. Like the very back seat of a minivan. Sitting there oh and I remember God. thinking everyone in this car is only here so I can make out. This is not, I didn't think this through so well. This is like a like a one act short that you see in in college, like of somebody yeah. <laughs> recreating. That should be, you know what? New plan: a complete one act short, like short, like Done. maybe five, of everybody's reenactments of their first kisses, completely dramatized. That's really funny. We should actually do that. That would be. I'd pay money for that. Like It'd be a I'd cute be, little podcast thing too. Just call it first kiss, and people write in stories of their first kiss. Great. Awesome. We thought of it first. Don't take it, you jerks. We're 
copyright. Copyright. It says on the bottom of our website, copyright Brickables are too black. It's ours. <laughs> See, we're all just awkwardly sitting there knowing this whole trip is happening just so you two can make out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're starting to see how this isn't working out the way you thought it would? Well, buckle up, babe. Oh, God. You get mm-hmm. to the theater and you and Greg split with the group. Your heart is pounding. You two pick up some seats near the front, or you, you two pick some seats in front of the theater. The movie starts. What happens in the film in the first 30 minutes? No idea. You're too busy inching your hand closer to his without actually touching to signal you want to hold hands. Oh my God, you have no any times I did that to a boy. Oh, you do and that, like, you keep, your hands are But like, the thing you, is, for, the, for me, it was a lot of times it was my brother's friends that I had crushes on who I thought oh. maybe had crushes on me, but then like, they had no idea. And so I was just inching my hand for them to just like not do anything. They're like, what's your sister doing? <laughs> Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> oh god. You give up and let your hands touch. He holds your hand. And suddenly you feel like your heart drops out of your butt. It's all so exciting. You put your head on his shoulder. He does the thing where he is rubbing your hand with his thumb. The moment is here. You look at each other while a mother of three is dying behind you on screen. <laughs> Romance. <laughs> You start to make out. <laughs> At first, you're overwhelming. You're overwhelmed with sensation. The buildup has been killing you. T, this is like a smutty teen book. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. As I was like, reading this, I was laughing out loud yesterday. And Dave goes, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm recounting my first kiss, and it's the funniest thing ever." It's like it's like this is like this. I is remember like middle school porn. I remember this all so strongly. Every wow. second. Mm-hmm. That's hysterical. I don't remember like the minutes leading up to mine, but that's because mine wasn't planned. You didn't plan yours. You didn't spend a week planning <laughs> your perfection. You, you maybe have a better outcome because you have all those memories. Like, I do have memories. You literally pre-planned a core memory for yourself. I did. <laughs> and then I was like, time to hit super record and remember everything. everything. Triple bank gum. Like, I even remember... <laughs> Seriously, I remember, ev- I could tell you right now what theater in Orland Park and Marcus, or in Orland Park, Marcus Theaters, we watched Finding wow. Neverland in. I could tell you the exact wow. theater. Yeah. <laughs> That's a serious core memory. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, let's see, where am I? Um, the buildup has been killing you. I okay, yeah, because I, ta- I was talking about how this is essentially middle school mm-hmm. porn. <laughs> but then it's kind of gross <laughs> a bit like putting a sopping wet vacuum hose in your mouth and moving it around <laughs> oh no oh yeah I'm making out with like one of those toys that were made of water but you could never hold on to them because they were so slippery do you know what i'm talking about the, like, like wait the, the, the thing that looked like a flashlight yes and you can't hold them because they go flying everywhere. And they'd have like fish inside them and stuff. You'd get them at Zany Brainy. It was like that. Oh my God, yeah. gross. <laughs> you think, hmm, maybe it'll get better. <laughs> Time goes on. It doesn't. You aren't liking this at all. You want to go back to the hand holding? That was better. So you do. You take a break from making out. 
Then he puts his arm around you. Okay, that's not so bad. Then suddenly you feel his hand leaving your shoulder and inching down the front of your shirt. Oh, wait a minute. I totally remember this. And then, uh-huh. not, oh, hey. Okay, uh-huh. well, you know what, Greg? You were fine. And yeah, uh-huh. maybe you were a bad kisser up until this mm-hmm. point. Oh, oh yeah. I get it over it. for yourself. That's another reason <laughs> I'll remember everything. Okay, though, that's a serious core memory for you. It was from like, I feel like you went from joy and then it turned to disgust and then it turned to anger. Anger. Yep. Yeah. And then sadness. And then sadness. Man, you felt all, oh, you had fear going into it too. So I did. With fear. So I, have, I have a tie dye ball. Joy. You do have a tie dye ball. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Poor baby T. I know, little baby T. You need a baby. Okay. His hand goes inside your bra. You suddenly are so not okay with this. This is not what you had in mind. Your mind starts racing, and this is all moving too fast. He's doing this in public? You panic. So you do the only thing you can think to do in the moment. You tell him you need to go pee. You go into the lobby. You call your mom to come pick you up. Text him you weren't feeling well and that you had to go home. And then you two never talk again and avoid on-guy contact in school. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I had my boobs filled up when I was in eighth grade, but I Ooh. wanted it. See, and that's so different. <laughs> That's I know. so different. Because yeah. I remember, like, when I moved forward with one of my first boyfriends mm-hmm. and wanted it and liked it, it wasn't, it was such a different feeling. But this is, like, the first. And how I get into you? it. I was, I mean, I was in eighth grade, so it would have been, like, 13, 12? No, eighth grade is, like, 13, 14. Yeah. So I'd have been, like, 13, yeah. probably. 13. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. Blech. Poor little babe. But can you just imagine me, like, Mom? You can pick me up. Oh, no. Now, baby girl, this is where I'm going to give you the lesson. This is the first time you are confronted with a partner that wants to take things further than you do, but it's certainly not your last. It was just a kid slipping his hand down your shirt, you think. You had just spent 30 minutes snuggling and making out, so how was he supposed to know that you wouldn't like that? And you didn't ask him to stop or anything, but you didn't feel comfortable saying anything either. You spend a while feeling weird about this without really knowing why. Oh, because mm-hmm. I, I, how was I supposed to know? I went through everything in my head of like, well, I, you know, it was my first experience with yeah. a person that I was attracted to yeah. who pushed things further than I was comfortable with. And I didn't feel the ability to say anything. Yeah. And I feel like if you normalize like men need to normalize teaching their sons consent and women teaching their sons and daughters consent early on so it's not this weird thing it's not like uh like that's literally exactly what i say like there should be a comfort level in which i say in here you can keep reading okay okay um (laughs) i want to before we keep going there is this quick story that when i was um working in disney and i was Mm -hmm. in a mermaid costume with shells and this little boy who was like five touched my boob because he wanted to feel the shell. And I like, you know, quickly pulled his hand away and was like, oh, like, it's like how mommy wears a t-shirt, I wear shells. And the daddy, mm-hmm. the dad goes, did he just touch you? And I said, oh, he was just, he was just feeling the shell, it's no big deal. And he took his son's hand, he looked at him and he said, what have we talked about? <gasps> we ask a woman before we can touch her, right? Oh. And the, the little boy was like, 
you're right, I forgot. I was like, oh my God. I, at first I was Aww. like, oh my God. And then I was like, oh my God. Like, you're, you're doing so a good perfect. job raising your kids, you're I promise. You're doing a good job, dad. Like, I, it's fine. I know what he was doing. He's fine. Right. He's like, like, no, he, no, no. Or like, even at five, he was like, that's not okay, son. Like, we yeah. need like, to that's ask. That's huge. That's yeah, huge. And that's what every huge. parent and, should be doing. Exactly. Like, is teaching kids autonomy okay. like, of their bodies and respecting other people's bodies. Mm -hmm. absolutely okay let's keep going you should never ever feel pressured by a partner to do something you're not okay with and to be honest your partner should be asking is this okay every time they start to push a boundary you should feel comfortable enough to speak up and say you know what it's not I'm not comfortable with that if you don't feel comfortable enough to say no and you should not then you should not be engaging in any sort of intimacy with this person that's so correct Mm -hmm. you want to have a partner that is taking into account not only their pleasure and comfort level but yours as well you know what 30 year old t would do in this situation we're going to pretend that greg is also 30 in this scenario (laughs) yeah he's not he's not he's not 13 (laughs) he's not 13 we're both 30 in this in this imaginary world we're both 30 thank you for for clarifying (laughs) yeah just wanted to get that out there I would turn to Greg and say, I'm not comfortable with that. Please take your hand out of my shirt. If he doesn't or tries to pressure you, immediately get up, walk into that lobby, call your mom and go home. If he does listen to you, good for him. But girl, you don't have to stay if you're not feeling it. You can suggest going to meet with the group in the other theater. You can straight up tell him, you know what? I'm not really feeling this anymore. No apology necessary. You owe him nothing if you want to try making out again with him go for it but maybe give him some pointers say things like you know i like it better when you don't use as much tongue (laughs) etc your partner is not a mind reader if something feels good and you like it tell them if something doesn't tell them Mm -hmm. yes and some boys need to fucking learn how to kiss and i was all about teaching them some need to be freaking taught Oh, well, so I was seeing this guy. I'm not even going to name names. I'm not even going to name when it was just so this person can never realize how bad of a kisser (laughs) he was. I (gasps) sat him down and tried to verbally explain what to do. And like, but he was just so tight-lipped and very saliva-y. I also was I went on a date with this guy who worked at Give Kids and he went like this T can see me y'all cannot but T T's responsible uh we'll show you what he does so um we were walking and then he kissed me and then it like was a good kiss and then it like he tried to get more intense with it but instead of like being passionate he went (laughs) he literally darted his tongue in and out of my mouth darted oh no Oh, no. Darted. Boop, boop, oh, boop, I boop, hate boop. that. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it so much. That was, that was so great. It was so great to hear that noise. And I can't see T right now because she's not on a computer that I can see her. It's <laughs> 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 some real ASMR shit right there. <laughs> Middle school porn. No, just. But you're right. Like You should feel comfortable enough to tell your partner things you like and don't like, especially as you get older. Oh, yeah. And pushing further boundaries, you need to be able to feel comfortable enough with your partner to to tell them what you want. Exactly. Michael's a great kisser. I never had to. um, Dave's a good kisser, too. 
I would love for, after we're done reading this letter, will you tell me yours and Dave's first kiss? Yes. And then I'll tell you Michael's and mine? Perfect. Great. All right. We'll keep going. (sighs) You have to deal with this boundary issue a lot, especially as you age. Some guys are going to be really great about it. Some are really shitty about it. If you're a guy listening, don't be a shitty guy. (laughs) But I'm telling you now, you deserve to feel comfortable, to be heard, to have fun, and to feel safe. I promise you, you will find the guy who makes you feel all of those things. Your husband is one of them. And kissing gets better the more you practice. Trust me. In two years, you're going to spend upwards of 45 minutes just making out with your first high school boyfriend. And it's awesome. <laughs> Go forth, baby T, and speak up for yourself. Love, me. Yeah. You're right. That is you, like Greg. a memory. Fuck you, Greg. But also, it's one of those things where I think if I had been comfortable enough or had been taught to feel comfortable enough to say no it might have been a really good learning lesson for him as well instead I just ghosted him probably harder than he's ever been ghosted imagine being on a date you're making out with someone and then she's like I gotta pee and then you never talk to her again she leaves and you never talk to her and I and I I don't know what he told the group of friends I don't know I don't even think I talked to them anymore I was just like I'm out and ghosted him hard oh Jesus but I think it could have been a learning experience if I said to him like no you can't do that yeah, like, hey, at least, like, at least, like, try to feel like if I'm into, I'm not into this. Yeah. Like, D- and especially yeah. going a step further. Or just like, ask, like, are you okay I- with this? Yeah. And I probably would have been like, no. Yeah. No. But also, when we were going to school, consent was never talked about. No, never. Well, and to be fair, it wasn't until we were towards the end of our college years that it became such a hot button issue and I'm so glad it has but it wasn't really no because that's right. why I was like it, I was thinking about that when I was like well I wish I had been taught but I'm like it wasn't like other people were being taught that and I wasn't it we weren't really being taught that right which is why men I think well not just men why people in general struggle with it sometimes in current days because it's not it wasn't always taught which is why right. hearing like story about the five-year-old who is learning it is so heartwarming yeah. Yeah. Because and I'm like, I guarantee you, I'd be, if I had any kids, I'd be like, you don't touch other people ever. 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 Like, and the thing is, is that also now it's realized that consent can be taken away. Like, you can yep. take away your consent and you need to stop. You could take, in the middle of at any, any sort of at act, any point. anything, at any like, point, if all of a sudden you're like, you know what, I'm not feeling this, you have the right to say, I don't want to do this anymore. And that should be respected immediately. Yeah, for sure. Like, for sure. For sure. And, so I started, and like, it started funny and got more serious. Yeah. A very and serious topic. I I think, like, yeah, sometimes it doesn't feel sexy to be like, can we have yeah. sex? But you can, or like, can we kiss? Like, but like, you'll realize I, what the guy said to me on our first kiss, which was perfect. Um, but uh, like, normalize asking these questions because it, yes. it, it all, it builds the, the tension like it builds like like yes like you can like mm-hmm. that's I feel like consent is sexy like it doesn't consent is seem super like it's sexy like it doesn't seem like it in the moment like because you feel like like you feel like you're gonna ruin the moment right but you're not it is sexy it feels good to know that you're on the same page if you are and, and mm-hmm. then if you're not it's good to know that that person is okay with you being not okay with it but that person is in that mindset of like i'm ready for this step but you're not so we'll we'll continue to talk about it at a later date like mm-hmm. so like that's so important you're right 
consent is You're right. super sexy. It doesn't consent seem is sexy. Super it sexy. is very sexy. Well, and also, you know, you don't want to, and this is advice I can give to anyone ever, is you don't want to be involved in a relationship or even just, you know, any sort of intimacy, whether it's holding hands, kissing, whatever, with someone that doesn't, that you can't laugh with. Yeah. And that you don't feel comfortable setting your boundaries. That's just, yeah. don't even bother. Even if you're wildly attracted to someone and you're nervous to say anything, don't do it then. Like, you need to feel comfortable enough to, to, to be your own best advocate. Yeah. Yeah. And you need to be comfortable enough to tell that person no. Like, if you're not comfortable enough saying no to somebody, you should not be in their presence in the first place Correct. in a sexual manner. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. But you said it 50 times better. <laughs> Okay, now we understand where you're going with this. Right. Okay. All right. Are, are you ready, ready for, for my yours? like? Are you ready I'm for so like ready. my my letter that literally like honestly it probably sounds like a five year old wrote it and it's I'm into it. It is my stream of consciousness when it comes to my first kiss. You ready? Okay. Yes. All right. <clears throat> Dear me, can I kiss you? He mumbles mumbles to the tomboy Roberta, played by Queen Christina Ricci. What are you mumbling? Um, would it be alright if... Can I kiss you? I guess? Great! Ready? You want to do it now? If there is a scene in a movie that describes the words leading up to your very own kiss, then this would be it. It's from the 1995 coming-of-age film Now and Then, one of your all-time favorites to watch with Mom and Rachel. Actor Devon Sawa, who plays the cute, warmer boy, kisses Roberta... Who Kisses Roberta is also the same man who totally gave you your sexual awakening when he whispered into, again, Christina Ricci's ear, can I keep you in Casper? But I digress. This is not a letter about you falling in love with a celebrity at the ripe old age of seven. This is about your first kiss. Do you, do That's you, really have you, cute. Have you seen Now and Then? No, but now I want to watch it. It's on Netflix. It's honestly one of the greatest. Oh, okay, maybe I'll watch it tonight. I'm finishing Becoming, but then I'll all watch it time of all really? time. And my my sister and my mom and I would watch it constantly. And like now, I watched it with Michael mm, maybe about a year ago. And I was like, Mom, now and then is on Netflix, and she was so Aww. excited. And we watched together, and it and it is still truly incredible, and we love it. And we would Aww. all watch it together. And when I watched it with Michael, I was like, Wow, there's some like awkward situations in this movie that I felt like I would have been awkward with my mom watching at that age. Cause you know, when like uh. something weird happens in a movie, it's like, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, sitting next to my mom. But like, I never felt that way about that movie. And, um, I remember being just so attracted to him from, but not in that uh. movie. I was attracted to him in Casper because he plays, he plays Casper as a human when he like, you know, that part oh. where he becomes the human and he looks was at he her and he your goes, first like celebrity. Was he your first celebrity crush? Oh yeah, and but he it's like specific, not even evening. not like not him, Casper. Like Casper. Casper. Oh yeah. Casper. Oh, mine was Zachary Banks, and oh. um, uh, the hot lion from Lion King two. His name I can't think of right now. Co- uh, oh yeah. Uh, oh, oh gosh, it's gonna drive me nuts. Steven. <laughs> so, oh, I know what you're talking about, but Lion yeah, he King was like two. Kovu. Oh, mm. yeah, that was a that's an animated lion. So, hey, I was a, I was sexually attracted to Dimitri from Anastasia. So, like, uh, who wasn't? Come on. Ooh. Um, Ooh. But yeah, so him and Casper and I believe he was also wearing a billowy white shirt. Like so men in billowy white shirts Ooh. in back I in mean, the, or the late 90s can fucking that, get it. But that's a theme that has continued because I would still I'm looking at my Pride and Prejudice music 
on my piano and there's Mr. Darcy walking in a white flowing shirt towards Kira Knightley. So you know what? It it hey, holds a bill. Can Michael, we, get your. Can we buy you a white billowy shirt so you kind of look like a pirate? And it's gonna have an open V neck. It's got. It's gotta have an open V neck. I'll He's take your it. silence as a yes. Okay. <laughs> Great, we're doing it, Dave. You're gonna listen to this later. I already ordered one off, one off Amazon. It's gonna oh be here. God. It's gonna be here in ten minutes. Oh man, I want to okay. be I want to be uh, Christina Ricci's character in Casper, and maybe I'll make Michael be oh. ca- human Casper. Oh my God, no, he looks really nothing cute. like it. <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But the kid, my first kiss, kind of like looked like it. Kind of. Yes, get he it. had the floppy hair, like the blonde floppy. Oh, hair. I'm into so. it. Okay. This is about your first kiss. At 13 years old, it is just about to be your stop on the bus. Oh, (laughs) this is um, cute. Okay. When your boyfriend asks you that fateful phrase, can I kiss you? And you say yes. You feel butterflies and your stomach is doing backflips and round offs and you skip home and squeal into your pillow because it was just so romantic. Oh, I can totally picture you doing that because that feeling is like... It's because it's a, such an overwhelming sensation, yeah. which is why it drives me nuts when people try and downplay puppy love or someone's first emotions because you've never experienced anything like that. Right. Yeah. So it's going to be so th- intense. The only thing about puppy love is, is that it is just that, like, because like mm. you, like you're my seventh grade Brooke is not, right. um, isn't like, I do feel those feelings. Sh- like I do feel those yes. feelings as well, but it's not like this like burst of, of, you know right because it's just it it you just grow you grow up and you you i don't know i don't know how to explain it but you know I what do, i mean I like what you're saying it's not the first time anymore like it's like it's, right it's not it's not taboo to be like kissing a boy on the bus like it's it's Ooh. almost like the i said it in another episode where it's like it's almost the like the fear in the 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 romeo and juliet aspect of it all it's I like that your boyfriend was on your bus and you probably like sat in the same seat together on the way home and would hold hands hands Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here like, where the hell's my first kiss? Call Vicky. Get it happening right now. Call Greg. I have never talked to Greg, but we're making it happen. Call him. For God's sake. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very jealous of your natural, adorable first kiss. Wow. Okay. You call your best, best friend, Ashley, immediately to tell her what happened. And you feel like a brand new person. She hasn't been kissed yet, so she asks you every single little detail. You gleefully tell her, it wasn't just any kiss. It was a French kiss. He used tongue and everything. <laughs> oh. No, see, I'm so glad that we both used French kiss. And I always think of, like, the Mary-Kate and Ashley movies, because they say French kissing in the Mary-Kate and Ashley movies. I think movies. that's probably where we picked it up, because I watched those movies. They were... Religiously. They were like the females version of the bulls growing up. Like boys our age had like 90, what was it? 90 and 95 bulls with um, Michael Jordan. I was like, we had Mary-Kate and Ashley. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. that's who we cared about. We like grew up with them, like from Olsen and Olsen yeah. Mystery Agency. We'll oh my gosh. By dinner time to. Oh my gosh. What was your favorite one? Paris. Um, winning London. Like for sure. Oh, I thought you meant of the, um. That detective agencies. Mine was oh, um, to oh, grandmother's bee- house we go. The beekeeper one was my favorite. Oh, that was a good one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm having what was your what was flashbacks. your favorite Mary Kate and Ashley movie like 
the like post when they were like teenagers, like when in Rome, um, Passport to Paris, winning London. I think Passport to Paris was probably my favorite. Bonjour. 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 Oh my God. Oh my God. Bonjour. 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 Oh my God. I loved winning London when the redhead guy is like, Romeo, Romeo, where are you from? I was, I loved those. And then when they were, because they were doing Model UN, and then they saved all the hostages, and they were like, we do not negotiate with terrorists. It's like, fuck yeah. You're like, you're damn right you don't, you 12-year-old. I love that What are you going to do about it? Oh, my gosh. I want to watch it right now. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking, I'm like, do I watch American National? And I'm 30. Do I do that tonight? I do maybe. That? Get cozy and maybe. All right. <laughs> Sweet Brooke. I am not sure if there is anything more cringeworthy than the sentence just spoken. So innocent, so pure, so cringy. I won't offer you any advice on this first kiss of yours. It's perfect, just the way it is. But I will tell you this, just because you have now kissed a boy doesn't mean you need to flaunt it in front of everyone. Oh, I want to die of secondhand, and by secondhand I mean firsthand because it is actually you. Embarrassment at you saying, watch this to a friend and making out with your boyfriend in front of them. Don't do this, Brooke. Ah! God, you are so fucking weird. No one wants to see that. No one. Now go back to watching Casper. You are doing great, sweetie. Love me. You did not. You did. Watch this. You just got so excited. No. You're just excited that you crossed that so boundary. weird. You are grown up now. Oh, so weird. But you are cute. Oh God! You were a cute one, though. That's like a that's like a Scott's Tots episode for me. Like oh, that's like how bad I you feel can't about watch that. it. That's like the one time I did a, a an interpretive dance and a movement class to Nine and Five's "Get Out and Stay Out," sung by Miss Stephanie J. Block. I will be in bed in college. I did this. I will be laying in bed and think about that dance I did, and then I want to oh die God. again. Yeah. It's gonna haunt me forever. I hate when memories come up like that. I yeah, and you're like, why? Well, I, I think I guess I have to go jump off my roof now because there's no other option. There's literally no other option. Even though I'm sure no one in that class even remembers my name, but that will haunt me forever. In the same way, this will haunt you forever. 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 Okay, tell me about your and Dave's first kiss. Okay, so like full disclosure, okay. we our first kiss, we met at a bar. And we had had a couple drinks, so I was feeling, a little, you know, a little fun. Mm-hmm. And he was just talking to me, and I was just staring at him. And, he, and then he just stopped and looked at me. And then we both just leaned in for the kiss. And we kissed, and then we pulled back, and we both started laughing so hard for no reason. And he was like, that was nice. I'm like, yeah, that was really nice. He's like, can I do that again? I was like, yeah, I can do that again. And then oh. we just made out again. It was, it was, it was nice. Was that date one? That was date one. In the middle, he was just talking to me. We were sitting at a bar, and he was just having a normal conversation with me. And all He's of a like, sudden, I got a wife. Like that's my yeah, wife. Yeah, I was like, that's it. That's my husband. And I got a like an overwhelming sensation. And I just stared at him, and he stared at me, and we both did like the lean in real slow. Yeah. And then we kissed, and it was nice. Oh, cutie. But what about you? Oh my God, are you ready for this? Oh God, yes. Our roles are reversed. Go. This is like your typical like New York City movie. Yes, you ready? Okay, great. Yes. So, 
I don't know if I've ever even like I, I've probably told you but I don't know what if I've said in length about how like what the day we met so my friend Lauren had invited me to a Christmas party and the theme was wear something in your closet that you want to wear but never get a chance to mm. and so I went to her house and I'm what in a that great concept that is yeah and so um, I was wearing that cute, like, vintage dress that I wore when me, you, and Liz went to go see that Ooh, the, uh, the show. the Walt Disney show. Yeah, I don't, maybe not, but you know what I'm talking about. It's the dress that's the polka dots. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, like, yeah. cream-colored, long-sleeves poof. It's really cute and, like, oh, vintage Yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Did you wear it on a dapper day? Mm, no, I mean, I never, I, I've never did a dapper day, but. Oh, okay. um Never mind, then. But, uh. I I wore that because I I mean I wore it all the time but it was like my favorite thing in my closet and I mm-hmm. I and it was the perfect weather to wear it and so I wore it and I <clears throat> went to my friend Lauren's and she said hey um, I want to introduce you to my my old roommate fam we moved up to New York together and we mm-hmm. went to college together so he's like he's friends with all of us and I said oh I'm I and I said this before I am not this is the one time I've said this in my life I am not looking for a boyfriend right now. And then what happens? And then um, life's like jokes on you, bitch. So then we, I am, we had to walk to this party to our friend Cassie's house. Who I, the only people I've met at this point of this friend group is Lauren and her boyfriend Obi, who I knew from oh. previously. And so they were introducing me to all their friends that night. And um, but she specifically wanted me to meet Michael. And I am shaking walking into this house and like I am holding a cup of whiskey like this like and it's just slopping everywhere like it's like and um I the door opens and the crowd parts and it is like big fish you know when he says when you meet the love of your life time stops and then it speeds up it doesn't speed up he was still there but um so like we saw each other from across the room and we like smiled at one another but he was he was wearing white really skinny pants and this like white shirt and but he had like a scarf like weirdly tied in a cross around him like okay. so um so he kind of looked like he maybe might be gay okay. and so i was like oh well I, he looks like me- he put effort in Yes, and so I was like, for me, it's gay until proven straight because I worked for Disney and performing, and so you might as well. Most men we know. Right. Exactly. And so um, when he came up to me and he said, hi, I'm Michael. It's nice to meet you. And I didn't know that Lauren's friend's name was Michael. She just called him fam. And um, I was like, oh, my name's Brooke. It's nice to meet you. And he's like, oh, you're Lauren's friend. And I said, yeah. And he said, can I get you something warm to drink? And I was like, Yes, you can. And so he got me a hot toddy. And then Lauren comes over and we're like talking about stuff. Like I'm talking about um, when I moved here, how I lived in Orlando. We're talking about that. And then my my friend Lauren comes over and she goes, I see you met fam. And I was like, (gasps) wait a second. And then um, we like went out into the hall or I went out into the hallway to like kind of decompress when I, I'm I'm really awkward in social situations I think it stems from working at at Disney and being um a character for so long that we're like yeah when I have to you be myself 
when I and when I have to be myself, I feel a little bit awkward because I feel like I have to continue the conversation, but I feel like it's improv and I like so I start second guessing myself as like a conversation starter and I'm like, I don't I, I want to make this person feel comfortable and I want to make sure they like me, but I also like don't want to like invade their space and I want to make sure that I'm like not being like a sad puppy and like following around the same person. So I like wanted to give myself some space and the apartment complex was like this new build, you know, gentrified in Williamsburg, like, um, and every floor at night on weekends would change the color lights. So like, it was like neon on one, one floor, purple on another. Uh. And like, so it kind of looked like a rave, like a club. Oh my gosh. But it was an apartment complex. And yeah. So I was sitting at the table um, that's in the hallway and um, my friend Obi comes out and he's like, hey, I just want to make sure that you're okay. I said, yeah, you know, I'm just taking a little break. I'm taking a breather. And he said, oh, that's fine. And then all of a sudden, Michael pops his head out and he's like, oh, there you went. I was looking for you. And I was like, oh, like he still wanted to talk to me. That's so nice. And so I sat there. I was very drunk. I sat there and I said, um, Michael's like, what are you what are you thinking about? And I said, I'm thinking about every single moment that has led me to this moment right here. Oh and it gosh. was, and, and I said, I had to match with a guy on Tinder, date mm-hmm. him. He took me to see Hamilton. I met Lauren and Obi. He broke up with me. I moved to New York. Lauren reached out to me. She told me to come to this party, which I didn't want to come to because yeah. I didn't want to go like, all the way to anybody. Brooklyn. Like, I don't want right. to go all the way to Brooklyn. And yeah. I had to work earlier and then I had to work the next morning. I was like, I didn't want to come and, but now I'm here and I'm like having a really great time and I'm really happy to meet everybody. And Michael like was talking about like, it's so crazy, like how very small moments like lead up to like big things happening. Right. The smallest decision changes your life. It's it's the butterfly effect. Like it's like you're, it's completely true. And so we like got into this like really deep conversation about it all and, um, and then ev- everyone kind of spilled out into the hallway. And so the hallway started getting like really bogged down. And um, then we, M- Michael's like, hey, let's, let's go back inside and like listen to some music and dance because Cassie's roommate, the girl who hosted the party, who's now like one of my really close friends, um, her roommate is like a super awesome DJ. Like, what the hell? Like, New York story. Of course. And so we were, like, listening. And then all of a sudden, this, like, he was, like, he, like, mixed a song with, like, a very vintage song, which I was, like, oh, my God. And so Michael asked me to dance. And I was, like, yes. And I thought. That's really cute. And I thought, I, a lot of these people, I'm never going to see them again. And that's what my mindset has to be like. If I'm going to do something big and bold and like scary to me, I have to like tell myself, I will literally see none of these people again. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. So, um, I like, we were like dancing, doing swing, like blah, blah, blah. And then I looked at Michael and I smiled at him. I grabbed his hand. I pulled him out of the, the apartment in the hallway. I opened the emergency staircase, went down the emergency stairway with him into the next floor down, and then I slammed him up against the wall, and then I made out with him. Yeah, girl! <laughs> and then we proceeded to make out for about a half hour in yeah. that, on that floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, uh, <laughs> we were, like, just in heaven on that one floor. I remember it was, like, the Cassie's floor was green and then the next floor was purple or it was like the other way around so I just like have this vision of the two colors just in my mind Aww. 
And then um, we went back up to the party and then like it was kind of dying down. So we left and then we sat in my friend Lauren's apartment, like front area uh, huh. where you come in and out for till like three in the morning, just oh talking about life. Gosh. And then he asked if, if uh, I could come home with him. And I said, no. And then yeah. he boosted board out of there with his electric skateboard. And I got a via home, went home, went to work the next day. And then he texted me and he said, I have to see you. And then the rest is history. We've been together ever since. (laughs) Yay! So, core memory. Bung. Bung. (laughs) So, I I mean, I don't really mean this episode to turn into the story about how Michael and I met, but I feel like that, like, how you have that very specific memory of of that that guy and the fucking Greg. Fucking Greg. Fucking Greg. I feel like every time something bad happens. Like, I get you were, you were a child, but you should know better. Every time something bad happens, I'm gonna go, fucking Greg. Fucking Greg. Oh, God. Fucking Greg. Fucking Greg. Yeah, so, kids get better. Honestly, they do. Because do you remember when you'd be in high school and you would just make out for hours? Hours in someone's basement. I would just make out for hours. Oh, yeah. My sister... This scene is so fun. My sister said she she is more likely to be able to tell the tell me the people that she didn't make out with in her class than the people <laughs> she did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, uh, hey, more she power should, to you. Like, <laughs> yay. Live your life. Kissing is fun. I bet you she's a great kisser from all that experience. She probably is. She probably is a really good kisser. Tell her I think she's probably a really good kisser. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I if any of you guys want to rate us your first kiss stories, we would love to read them because oh. they turn out to be very humorous. I would love to hear a first kiss story. Just like that's not my own. I loved hearing yours yeah. even though fuck Greg. But fuck like Greg. the fact that you 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 planned the whole thing is oh, so teeth. Within an inch of my life did I plan that. Except for you didn't plan for the one thing, and he fucked it all up. You know what? If fucked he would, if up. he would have just read the fucking memo that you sent yep. around to the whole to everyone grade, eighth grade, it was just making out only. <laughs> That's it. If he read would have read the detailed note, he would have understood that there was no touching of the boobies involved. Correct. No That's touchy. correct, but he did not. No touch. No touchy. But if you would like to send us an email, you can email us at dearmelovemepodcast at gmail and we might read that. Well, we will read it, but we might read it on the air. Yeah, that sounds great. And we will see you on Sunday for a mini episode. Yeah, see you guys then. Uh, so I'm going to say it. Yeah. That's quarantine, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Dear listener, support for this podcast comes from you. Just for taking a chance on a new podcast. Have a suggestion for a letter? Or do you want to write one yourself? Email us at dearmelovemepodcast at gmail.com. All Dear Me Love Me art is created by Julie Eccles. Thank you, Julie. Music is composed and produced by Connor Simpson. Follow us on all the gross social media sites you